Good morning. For Northeast by Midwest, my name, Jonathan Jones. Well, today, I'd like to talk about something I think we're all experiencing. And, as Y. Solomon said, nothing new under the sun, right? Polarization. Politicization and polarization. I'm going to have a friend of mine come on here in the next couple weeks who has a degree in political science and is also a Christian and just get his perspective on we're going to have a conversation just about how do we handle a culture that is continually polarized politically more and more and you know for some of you that are like oh no not politics again well we got to talk about it I think sometimes as Christians we don't talk about it enough so today I'd just like to set the table a little bit on this podcast looking back and looking forward and just recognizing as a Christian, as a confessing Christian, what is my responsibility, what is your responsibility when it comes to dealing with a culture where things are constantly more and more polarized. I have opinions, very strong opinions, as I'm sure you do. And opinions are like noses. We've all got one of them and we all think we're right. And the reality with many of these political situations, and I'm going to throw out a few today and uh, that, that are pretty hot topics right now, um, and some things that I'd like to talk about with my friend in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned. But, you know, first of all, we've seen in our own country, the United States of America, uh, two polar opposites when it comes to presidents, and no matter how you feel and how you voted. Uh, we saw a president who was very uh, take charge, um, very upfront, extremely abrasive, uh, at least whether the intention was there or not, came across as very arrogant, um, and that I'm speaking of is President Trump. And then we have a president now who's almost the opposite of that, almost reclusive, um, does not seem to you know, be able to make uh, decisions, and if he does, um, they're, you know, uh, it seems to be very slow in coming. And, uh, you know, very quiet, almost kind of like, uh, like, like, like a grandpa. In a lot of ways, probably the grandpa that America needed. And so, you know, either way, no matter how you feel about either of the presidents and how, you know, they, they held office, um, obviously the decision-making and, you know, the, the personality massively affects the country, for good and for bad. Um, we just had... Uh, you know, multiple bailouts for our nation within the last two and a half to three years by both of those presidents. Um, uh, you know, going back even 12, 13 years ago, we had really the start of this when our government bailed out the auto industry. Um, and so, you know, I'm hitting some topics. And, and then you get into extremely uh, passionate things. Uh, as a Christian, I'm adamantly against abortion. Um, and as hard as some of those situations are, I don't see any spot where we can say, hey, it's okay to take a human life. I wouldn't do it for a life outside the womb. How in the world could I think about it for a life that hasn't come yet? I understand some of you listening to this probably have very different views. And, and as an American, I respect that view. I don't have to agree with your view just like you don't have to agree with mine. You know, and, and some of us uh, really want larger government. Others of us want smaller government. And, and, and so anyway, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of all of those things, but just as talking points. So what, what I want to 
address today though is I'm going to use myself as an example and I don't mean as an example uh, maybe a better term would be as a, as a picture um, of how to do everything perfectly but I want to take the Bible and just give a couple of um, broad truths from the Bible that are true no matter if President Trump is my president or President Biden is my president or President Obama or President Bush or whoever the next president might be um, that, that are true here in the United States, if you're in Africa, if you're in South America, if you're in Europe, if you're in Asia, wherever you're at in the world, these principles are true uh, by and large. And then, you know, there's probably a little bit of a rubber band, I suppose. There's always a situation that might arise that doesn't trump the truth of God's word, you know, but may challenge us in how we apply it. Um, but by and large, these are just really good principles for us as Christians uh, to think through. And some of you might say, well, I'm not a Christian. I still live by that principle. Uh, that's fine. You know, I, I think that's great. But I'm addressing what is the Christian response as someone who's a follower of Jesus, who has been declared um, clean by the blood of the Lamb, uh, by no merit of their own. What is our response? Because... You know, we really have probably not done a very good job with this. And so um, let me just read a couple of passages. Romans 13 is pretty familiar to a lot of people. And it, it says this, Let every soul be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. So I think there's just a couple of basic principles I want to point out today for those of us that are Christians. Uh, number one, even though in the last five presidential elections I voted for two people that became president and three people that didn't all of them were my president because they were elected um, and they hold the office and so Romans 13 tells me that that office deserves my respect and my submission the only caveat to that would be in situations like we see in the Bible like Shadrach Meshach and Abednego Daniel um, the list goes on where the government might ask me or you to do something that is directly in violation of scripture. I have to be honest though, by and large, what most Americans think um, is in violation of scripture is more in violation of a personal, you know, personal belief. Like for instance, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. If the government told me I couldn't be a Cleveland Browns fan, uh, I guess in that particular case, I'd probably obey them. And some of you would say <laughs> you should anyway, right? Well, why? Because the Cleveland Browns are not a fundamental of my Christian faith. But if they told me I couldn't read my Bible, okay, then I'm probably going to disobey the government. So, you know, I think the Bible's got a little bit of a, um, a rubber band, you know, there where here's the principle. And the application may be a bit tricky sometimes, but by and large, we'll say 98, 99% of the time, you need to obey. So the first thing as Christians is we need to be submissive. Peter will talk about that in First Peter. Paul will talk about that. Jesus will talk about that when he's in sort of an entrapment moment you know, with the Pharisees and Sadducees, and he'll say, look, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. So I think that's the first thing we need to think about. I think the second uh, you know, thing, and, and this is kind of widely overlooked, and, and I think we really, really need to, to think about this, friends, as, as Christians, and I hope this is true of each of you. Uh, this is another passage in the Bible. It's in the book of uh, uh, 2 Timothy and uh or actually it's in the book of first timothy sorry um and and the bible says this about those that are leading this is paul he says um therefore i exhort first of all that supplications prayers and intercessions and giving of thanks be made for all people 
for kings and all who are in authority, that we may need to lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and desires them to come to the knowledge of the truth. There is one mediator between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. And so we should be praying for those in authority over us, whether we agree with them or not. You know, when we think of Daniel, when he was praying back in the book of Daniel, do you think he was only praying curses on all of those that were against him? I mean, he was in a foreign land. I'm sure not every thought was was godly and maybe not every prayer, but the implication seems to be, and we see it in the rest of the scripture, that Daniel was also praying for his enemies. Jesus tells us to do that. I, I don't think of anyone in the government per se as my direct enemy, but if they were, I'm called to pray for them. So first I'm called to submit outside of something directly in violation of something else God's told me to do or not do. And second, we need to pray. And then I think the third thing, just thinking about it, is we need to be willing to serve, however that might be. Um, I can't speak for each of you, but I'll just tell you something that I've done for me, and maybe it's something for you to think about. I wish I would have done it for the the first time a president was elected I didn't vote for, but the last uh, three times uh, that that, or three or four times I should say, the last four, starting back in the early 2000s, I started congratulating each president that was elected. And like I said, of the last four, two I voted for, two I didn't. But if you wanted, I'd be happy to send it to you. I'd have to go back and look in the annals of history, but I sent them a message and it was something like this, Dear Mr. President, Congratulations on being elected as the highest official in our country. I want you to know that I will be praying for you, and if I can be of any service at any time, please let me know. In Christ, Jonathan Jones. Now, please don't, this is not about me. Honestly, I did that for me because it was a good reminder to me that I need to pray for the president whether I voted for him or not. And and I think that 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 third piece of, of serving the, the, the president as best we can. I mean, do we think that when Nehemiah served as the cupbearer that he enjoyed every moment of that? Well, absolutely not, you know? But we're called to serve. And so I, I think first we need to recognize we have to submit. We're, we're under authority. Secondly, we need to pray for those in leadership over us. And third, we need to be willing to serve in any way we can. Maybe that's just praying. Maybe it's not gossiping, as many do on, on social media or to one another. If I've got a problem with the president... Um, or someone in authority, friends, I hope you know, this is not going to be the place where I'm going to air it or on Facebook or Twitter. I'm going to first go directly to the president, which might be kind of hard, and he may or may not have gotten any of those messages I sent them. That's not the point, you know. I hope they did, but I'm going to pray for them either way. So I would just encourage you to think through that if you're a Christian. How are you submitting to those in authority over you, whether you like it or not? Unless they're asking you to directly disobey the Bible... That's what we're called to do. Secondly, are you praying for them? Please, I would plead with you. We are called to do that. Jesus prayed for his enemies. Um, And again, in most cases, our government is not our enemy, you know? But even if they were, we're called to pray for them. And then thirdly, how are you serving those that are in authority over you? Now, maybe some of you in some countries, and and this could reach you, um, that you're a Christian and you are the enemy of your government. We, we, we pray for a lot of people as Christians that are in very persecuted countries. And I won't name them now, but this, this podcast could get to you. And you totally understand what it's like to live in a place where you are the enemy of those in charge. And that could be the case for those of us here in America someday. Sure. Right now, by and large, I don't think that's the case. And, but we're still called to pray and to serve. And so I pray this just challenges 
it challenges me. I hope it challenges you. And, and if you're not a Christian, maybe you've lived some of these principles. Maybe you could at least consider them. And, and first and foremost, consider coming to the Lord Jesus, the one who died for you. Um, you know, the Christian life, friends, is not, um, it's not always what we think. Uh, you know, um, in, in America, we have the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. In Christianity, uh, we have the dying to self, the sanctification of ourselves, and ultimately the honor and glory of God, not ourselves. And so many times, uh, the Christian life can be antithetical to uh, many of the dreams we might have in our own country or around the world. That doesn't mean that we don't work hard and God doesn't give us blessings. Uh, but the Christian life is picking up our cross daily and following Jesus. And I think when it comes to the politicization of the culture and politics, many times as Christians, we fall in the same trap as the rest of the country does. Let it not be so. May God change me and my heart, and I pray the same for you. For Northeast by Midwest, this is Jonathan Jones. Have a great day.